Today's scripture reading is from the book of 1 John, the 27th verse of the second chapter and the 10th verse of the third chapter. This reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able, please stand for the reading. And as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just it just as it has taught you, remain in him. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is right, he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, Sin is lawlessness, but you know that he, is, he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning, because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. This is the word of the Lord. We are uh, resuming our systematic study in the uh, first of John's epistles, his uh, letters uh, to the first century church. Um, as you remember, uh, as I say, with any, with any good letter, uh, you have a point. There's a point to the letter. There's a, uh, there's a purpose, you know. Very rarely do you receive a letter um, that is just pointless, you know, why, why bother? Uh, but there's a point to the letter. There's a purpose for the letter. And the last time we looked at John, uh, 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 the, the pericope that we, we studied, we looked at his warning about Antichrist in the middle of the first century church, that there were those that were opposed to Christ sitting amongst the first century church. Um, he said, many have left, but they were never part of them. And uh, he, he concluded by saying, if they were, they would have stayed. He said this not because they didn't try hard enough, it, it wasn't because, you know, they, they missed a Bible study or two. Uh, he, it was the absence of the Holy Spirit, which lives inside of each believer. 
And that's why he concludes in the 24th verse of the second chapter that we will remain in him, that is, in God, as we are yielded to the truth of the Holy Spirit. That as we are embedded, as we abide, as we rest, as we live in him, we will be yielded to the truth and we will remain uh, forever and ever. So today we're looking at the 27th verse of the same, 20, uh, the same second chapter uh, to the 10th verse of the third chapter. And so um, in the 27th of A part of the 27th verse, uh, John writes, As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you, do need, and you do not need anyone to teach you. See, John continues emphasizing the anointing, the charisma, the, 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 the indwelling uh, of the Holy Spirit that, that is resident in each and every believer. I can't emphasize it enough. You may think I do, but I can't emphasize it enough. If we, if what Christianity is, it's a mental, if we think it's a mental assent to a set of belief and doctrine, and then, okay, now do the best you can to, to keep those doctrines and those tenets, you've got no chance. You've got, you're, you're, you're dead where you stand. You have no chance. I, there is no chance, zero, none, nada, yet, nothing. There is no chance of you being successful on your own. And that's the dilemma many of us continue to struggle through. We keep thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm supposed to keep trying hard. Well, I failed. Well, I'll try again, but I'll try real hard this time. I'll really try. Uh, 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 and, 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 and okay, well, there's, there's this temptation here. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that. And then, then you turn around and it's like, well, it's right there again. You can't. John is, he's, he's telling the, 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 remember, the church is under persecution. They're facing, they're facing tremendous persecution, and he's telling them, be encouraged. Why? So you can, uh, you can, you can hide out in the catacombs, and you can just kind of hunker down and wait for, for, for the second coming of Christ? Well, unless you miss that, uh, uh, he didn't come back then. See, they, they, they died in their faith, not seeing the fulfillment in their lifetime. See, so, so, so what am I saying? I'm saying that without the Holy Spirit, live, without you exercising the full power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you have no chance to be successful. I, I hate to break it to, to us that way, but there's, it's, it's, it's really important. It's critically important. And I, you know, if I were just a few years younger, I wish someone would have really drilled that into me at a younger age. Stop trying. Stop trying to be good. Oh, so you want me to be bad? Just go ahead. Listen to what I'm saying. The charisma, the Holy Spirit that indwells each and every one of us, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in each and every one of his believers. Believe that. Believe that. Well, I just don't feel the power. Well, well, let's, 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 let's tear that apart. You've got one of two options. Either you've given a, a verbal assent, a mental assent to, yes, Jesus is my Lord, but the reality is, he really isn't. That's one option. And the other option is, 
no, you've really, you've really given your life to Christ, but you continue to try and do things on your own, and you quench, as the Bible lets us know in the old King James, you, you quench the operation of the Holy Spirit. You keep the Holy Spirit, again, like Grandma, you know, kind of locked up in the basement of the house, not living in the, not, not in the front room, not in the kitchen, not in the living room, not in those places of your everyday life. Well, you know, it's like, you, you know, you don't want to be punked on your job, so, you know, sometimes you just got to be, you got to do what you got to do, right? You know, it's just the way, you know, hey, you know, you come at me wrong, I'm going to come at you wrong. Oh, really? That's the love of Christ, huh? Well, you can't show weakness, you know? It's like, you know, so you say, oh, oh, okay. What you do show is Christ, if Christ is in you. Let me move on. Remains. See, as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, mano. But present, active, indicative. What does that mean? It means it's, it's operating right now, it's operating with full steam ahead, and it's operating in a way that, that shows that it, 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 it's, it's a completed act or action, if you will. So, what are, you, what, are you, what are you saying? It persists, it awaits, it continues. As for you, the anointing you receive from him is, is like, it's, it's, it's like going 80 miles an hour in your soul. And remember now, if, if it's not, remember the two things that we just talked about. See, but John is writing to the church in a way that, you know, you know, hey, let me, let me tell you, be encouraged, and oh, by the way, the Holy Spirit is operating full steam ahead in each and every one of your lives. Whether or not it's operating full steam in each and every one of your lives. So John records, as as John himself records uh, in his gospel, the words of Jesus before his leaving. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. See, see, this this, this is what the Holy Spirit does. This is what the Holy Spirit does. It guides you. It teaches you. It, it, it keeps, as I, as, as I say in the doxology every time we dismiss, he is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless. Not that we didn't commit some, some, some sin. Or, you keep living. Yeah? 30 seconds, remember? That's, that's about as good as I can get. After 30 seconds, you know, I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to think the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. But he is able to, to, to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So I have a question. You just don't, don't, don't raise your hands or don't answer out loud. When's the last time the Holy Spirit spoke to you? When has been the last time, I'm serious as a heart attack, when's the last time the Holy Spirit has spoken to you? Has he ever spoken to you? Either through his word or directly to your heart. No, I'm not talking about the bad pizza. Uh, I'm not, that, that was indigestion. That, was, you know, that wasn't the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking about those, those, those kind of insipid uh, uh, things we call prayers that say, well, Lord, if you want me to do this, give me three green lights in a row, and uh, uh, then, then I know it's you. 
then I, then I know it's you. No, 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 that just means you got lucky and you got three green lights in a row or ran the last one and called it a green light. But, but <laughs> when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, it, 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 changes, it changes your life. It changes your perspective. I'll never forget. I've shared this before. I share it again. Uh, when someone had offended me to my soul, to my very soul, to, it would, took me to a place I never thought I could be taken. And I was just so crushed and so humiliated. And I said, I will never forgive that person. I said that just like I'm speaking to you. And the Holy Spirit, just like I'm speaking to you, spoke to me. How much did I forgive you? When's the last time the Holy Spirit spoke to you? Say, I'm not talking about some B movie and, uh, you know, I'm talking about when has the Holy Spirit spoken to your soul? Not what you think. Not what you, you, you know, well, you know, I think, well, I, I think God is, no, no, God doesn't operate in thinking and you thinking and you, you just, God, this is, this is not uh, just some random, you know, God is just, you know, just throwing you out there. I want to see how good Mark does. Oh, he bumped his head again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's not God. That's not God. He will teach you all things. He will, God, see, see, all the educators in the house, hey, you know, so, so if, if, you can be the best teacher there is, but you got to have willing pupils. Amen. Great teacher, you know, it's just like, but so, sometimes I listened to my teacher, sometimes I didn't. Was the teacher bad? No, I was bad. I didn't listen. I wanted to do my own thing, so. There aren't too many Nathans speaking to Davids these days. You remember Nathan, the, 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 the prophet that, that came to David and, and, and just held a mirror up to his face and said, you're the man. You have sinned. You've caused calamity. See, so, so, so the Nathan now is the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Holy Spirit, that's what he will do. He will, he will lead us. He will guide. What, what isn't a big, what isn't a, a, a I mean, what is, what is too big for God? Well, will, will God, will he actually, if I ask him about direction, should I buy here? Should I marry there? Should I take that job? You know, will God actually be worried with, I mean, the, you know, he's got like wars to deal with and, you know, comets that are flying all over the place. Does he really care about what's going on in my life? If he bothered to count, I don't have too many, maybe someone who's got a full head, but if he knows the number of hairs on your head, he said they're numbered. They're numbered. Who cares? He cares. He's trying to give you a window to look through how much detail he cares and knows about your life. What aspect of your life? All of your life. You mean this? Yes, that. Well, how about that? Yeah, that too. Everything. Everything everything. The decisions we make that we just, we just kind of, we, we do a pros and a con list and we just kind of, well, you know, this and this and this, and then we just, okay, well, there's more pluses on this side, and never once do we bother. It's like, God, give me your direction. What's your will for my life? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I go there? Should I not go there? We, we, we tend to take things on our own. See, Holy Spirit operating in our life is just not a nice thing that makes things better. 
but it's foundational to the life of a believer. It is, it is the foundation from which our, 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 the walls of our lives are built. Got a bad foundation? You got a bad house. Good foundation? You, the chances are you will have a good house. So, John 2, 27 concludes. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. See, as we shared last time, our remaining in him, our faith in him, our love of him, our love of others is an indication of the Holy Spirit living and thriving in us. It's not the other way around. What do you mean? What I mean is, you, you, the fruit that you bear is a result of your rootedness in him. Cut flowers and planted flowers, they can look the same. They really can look the same, you know. But if you didn't, re- if, again, I mean, I'm no botanist or horticulturist or anything like that. But when you cut a flower, it's dead. It's, it's dead. I mean, maybe that's a revelation only to me, but it sure, it, 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 sure, it, it, was, it, it, it hit me four square as, we were, as I was preparing for this uh, message. The difference between cut flowers and planted flowers, they may look the same for a period of time, but no matter how much water you exchange, no matter how much plant food you throw in there, sooner rather than later, that, that cut flower is going to die. So what are you saying? I'm saying is that a lot of folks that would appear to, man, how long, oh Lord, will the, will the wicked continue to prosper? I just see in this, this, this brother, this sister down here, they seem to have it rolling. And I know they don't worship you. I know they don't worship. See, see, but see, see you're, you're, looking, you're looking at, at, at the blossom. You're not looking at the root. And with a cut fly, it's dead. It's dead. It's just a matter of time. Now, it may, it may happen uh, in a day, a week, but sooner rather than later, it's going to evidence the self that it is, it's cut and it's dead. They can't live. They're cut off from the thing that will sustain them and keep them living. See, that's why John is practically beside himself and when he writes in the first verse of the third chapter, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. I, 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 I'm somebody. You know, I just want to slap myself sometimes. It's just, it's, it's, I know Gail would probably say, <laughs> knock yourself out, you know, just let me help you. Uh, and that's what we are. We are the children of God. We aren't just people that have found something that seems to be cool, that, that kind of trims off the sharp corners of life, that is, it's, it's a good way of living and keeps us from doing damnable and dastardly things. It's like, no, 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 I am a child of God. I am a, I am a child of God. Uh, hmm, well, has lavish. See, 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 see what great love the Father has lavished. Well, he did it once. No, 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 no. See, again, see, if, if you read, if you get into the etymology of the word, then you'll know it's, it's, again, present, active, indicative. It's something that, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's something that, it's, it's complete 
but it's present and it's active. He, is, he has lavished and he continues to lavish on us great love. See, the reason we're different, the reason we act different is because we are different. The reason we act different is because we are different. We don't, we don't, we don't act different. I mean, that's, that's, that's what the religious folks that Jesus called out did. They acted different, so you would think differently about them. Lord, that guy must be really holy. Look at how he carries himself. He's got a big chain reference Bible. He's got a nice cross, and he drives nice wheels. He must be blessed, because God wouldn't have allowed all of that happen in his life. Look at him. The guy's rolling large. See, that's action looking for a solution See, not, or, or, or source. Now, our parents birthed us, but we are God's children. Our parents birthed us, but we are God's children. So you didn't know that. It's like, oh, you mean I got two daddies? Well, yeah, 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 I, I, I kind of do. I, I, I kind of do. Reuben and Henrietta came together, and they created nine kids. I'm the eighth. Big family. Uh, but God is my father. That's why Peter writes in the second chapter and the ninth verse of his first letter, you are a chosen race. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people who are God's own possession. You have become this people so that you may speak of the wonderful acts of the one who called you out of darkness into his amazing life. He checks the boxes of everything people saw as important. Race, nationality, culture, pedigree. See, back in the day, 21st century, but no, back in the day, in the first century, uh, Peter was writing, it's like, okay, you think it's so great to have hold Roman citizenship. You think it, 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 was, it was your, it was your, your passport to prosperity. If you, were, if you happened to be born this way, with a, a silver spoon, so to speak. And Peter says, let me just cut to the quick. You're a, a new and a chosen race. See, and a priesthood. See, see you think it's all cool to be uh, from the Jewish descent. Uh, no, no, no. We're, 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 we're pulling out of everything that you think is important and creating something altogether new, altogether different. You are city church, city church. See, see, see. We are coming together to, 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 to be different because we are different. We are different. Why, 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 you mean other days? The emphasis is on, on your, your, your race, your culture, your social or economic status. You're, you, are you God's children? Right. Are you his? Are, 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 if, if, you, if you're his, if, if, if you're my father's son or daughter, that makes you my brother or sister. We necessarily are related that way. So you're a new race with a priestly calling, with a new allegiance. So with this new reality, it's no wonder we stand out. And that's why John says in uh, uh, the third, uh, third chapter in the first verse in the, in the C section, he concludes, the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Now you understand why you're misunderstood. Sometimes it's because you're ornery. That's, 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 sometimes it's, it's, it's you. It's a, but if you're in him, 
the reason why you are an offense and offensive to the world is because you just stand out. You're different. How many times, if ever, has someone come up to you and say, something, I don't know what it is about you, you know, maybe it's a cologne or it's whatever, but there's, there's something about you that is different. What is it? I want to know. And you become a natural magnet to someone who is looking for something else. So, as I said, like uh, a lot of Americans tend to do when we go on vacation uh, to a foreign country, no matter how much louder or slower I speak, if they don't speak my language, it doesn't matter. I can, I can elevate my volume, and I can speak slower. I want to know... Oh, okay, that helps. Thank you very much. That, that, that clarifies everything. No, no, no. If, if you don't understand, we're speaking different languages. Well, why didn't you take... Wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let, let me... You said no to a promotion that would have given you $500 more a month. You, you fill in the blanks. Yeah, I did. Have you lost your mind? Well, what's your problem? Well, actually, it would have conflicted with what's going on with my family. Or it would have conflicted with me having ample time to worship. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. God, God, it's like, see, so you're trying to explain to someone who's just, you're going east, they're going west. You're sailing at 30,000 feet, they're at 10. So it's, 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 you're trying to explain something that is not, is not understandable from their perspective. So that's why, and I'm almost done, when, how John connects the dots um, of who we are now, and who we are yet to be. Dear friends, in the second verse of the third chapter, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I love this. I I have to read it again. Dear friends, now we are children of God, And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I just love these these powerful packed paragraphs that that just just has so much in it. It, We are like him tomorrow? No, We're, 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 we're like him right now in action through the Holy Spirit. Right now, we will be like him eschatologically when we see him physically. What are you saying? What am I saying? What is it all? What's the point? As Paul, wrote to, as Paul writes to the church at Rome, when God lives and breathes in you as he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ. Let me pose a question, and and I'm almost done, I promise. How alive are you? How alive are you? Very serious question. How alive are you? Are you just going through the motions of life? Seriously, are you, are you, are you, it's like sunrise, sunset, go to work, come home, wash, go to sleep, wake up, do it again. Sunrise, sunset, just, just, is, how, how alive are you? Are you flourishing? 
Are you thriving? See, if we allow it, sin will get the best of us, and it will steal our joy. It will steal our hopes and everything that God desires of us. What's your point? Here's my point. When Christ comes, when he breaks, when he breaks the clouds, we won't receive any more God than we already have in, our, in us right now. What, 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 are you, what are you saying? I'm saying what I'm saying. When God comes, remember what I said, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you now. You won't get more power when he breaks the clouds. When he breaks the clouds. That's why I, I really, in, in my mind's eye, I like to think, you know, this is kind of like a warm-up act, so to speak, if, you know, for, for, for that, that eternal heavenly after, is that we have everything we need right now to live a, a, a holy life. Well, then why don't we? Because we are veiled in corrupted flesh. And that the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, those are the things I end up doing. And that's what Paul just, he just is like throws up his hands, so to speak. Who's going to deliver me from this messed up situation? And that's why he says, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for Jesus Christ. He's not, verse 9, those born of God don't practice sin because God's DNA remains in them. They can't sin because they are born of God. See, the word used for sin here is literally the same word we derive for the word sperm. So there's no confusion. There's absolutely, those born of God don't practice sin because God's DNA is in you. I don't try to be the son of Reuben and Henrietta. I'm a, I am their son as a result of their union. In the same way, being born of God means that his DNA, his seed, his, who he is, is in me and is in you. So that we can't practice sin. We can't practice sin. We can't practice sin. That's the key word, practice. We can't practice sin. If you find yourself in a situation where sin just becomes habitual, that it's just, a, just man, alive, I've, I'm in this situation, it's just... It's, it's, then you really need to analyze your relationship with God. But we all sin. We all have sinned. We all have fallen. We all have come short. And give me 30 seconds, I will again. See, but, but this is what I do know. As one uh, theologian said, we produce in our lives a family likeness depending upon our spiritual parentage. See, more often than not, there are some times when I don't act like Reuben and, and Henrietta's son. But more often than not, I act like Reuben and Henrietta's son. This is how God's children and the devil's children are apparent. Everyone who doesn't practice righteousness is not from God, including the person who doesn't love a brother or sister. In the fourth verse, John writes, every person who practice sins, practices sin commits an act of rebellion, and sin is rebellion. Oh, I just made a mistake. No, that's, that's rebellion. It, it's, it's rebellion. So what are you saying? I'm saying righteous is as righteous does. Righteous is as righteous does. You can't do it. No matter how much you try. In the words of Mick Jagger, 
I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and I've tried, but I can't get no satisfaction. I've tried. I've really tried. I've really tried to be good. I've really tried to behave myself. I've really tried to do the right thing, but it just doesn't, I'm not consistent in my efforts. Thanks be to God. Verse 7, little children, make no one, let, let little children, make sure no one deceives you. The person who practices righteousness is righteous in the same way that Jesus is righteous. Righteousness is as righteousness does. 